0: sick with the slang sick and a blast for fame do for the fan not for the grand stuff is destined for pain not i do not scam put some respect on my name sick like a rain clickin a bang y'all going remember the name y'all going remember the name what's up ladies and gentlemen boys and girls around the world i would like to welcome you back to the real talk with zubi podcast on today's episode, we have got on another incredible guest. She is an entrepreneur, an investor, and the founder of 10X Ladies, and this is the one and only Elena Cardone. Welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you. Man, I, I need to work on my my, my podcast voice after <laughs> after that opening. That sounded good. Thank, thank you. you.
0: Thank you. Well, Elena, I've done a very brief intro there, but for people who are not familiar with who you are and what you do, please tell them a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay. So I'm Elena Cardone. A lot of people know me as Grant Cardone's wife. Uh, Grant Cardone is a huge entrepreneurial success, multi-businesses, a huge, incredible empire that we built together. Um, and I'm the woman behind the force that is the Grant Cardone. And um, in addition to that, and I take an immense amount of pride in my role in that and what we built together, uh, I've also branched sideways to include the women into the fold because we have a lot of guys in our with our entrepreneurial spaces. They, for whatever reason, gravitate toward Grant. He's a very powerful male figure. But now I've ventured out and I'm doing uh, 10x ladies. So the idea of 10X Ladies is how do we bring women into the fold that can then joint ventures with us in, in Cardone Ventures, that can then come in and find 10X Health, that can then come in and find my Empire Academy and go through and spend time uh, in a school with me throughout the year or that can then come in and and have 10x stages and learn how to speak from stages and get hired to speak on stages so it's really uh, i've 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 stepped into quote unquote my own if you want to call it that in order to really um just make our community even bigger and include a lot more ladies
0: yeah that's awesome. There's So I want
1: to be the woman behind the thousands, not just the woman behind the man, but oh, yeah. the woman behind the thousands cuz I am tried and true. That is my superhero. Like I I nailed that role and okay. and and empower, support, infrastructure, that's my whole scene. So now I want to be the woman behind the thousands. That's millions.
0: Awesome. So there's a lot to get into there, but before jumping into all that, I actually want to hit the rewind button and go way back because oftentimes with successful people known people people sort of see you where you are right now right so people are just like oh cool you've achieved this and you've done this and you've done this and the story kind of starts from there but the truth is there are decades of a story behind that so tell me a little bit more about your childhood and growing up I know that you used to be an actress but tell me more about the pre-10x world
1: Oh my gosh. Well, I did. I grew up um I grew up with a pretty good childhood. My my parents stayed together. It was rock solid. I mean, we had it was very middle, cra- middle class. We did always worry about money and where the next paycheck I guess was going to come from. I felt the financial stress in the house, but it was a happy household. Oh. I um then when I hit about 14 years old, my best friend who lived across the street perished in a house fire, her and her mother. Unfortunately, I witnessed that and saw that image of what, you know, unfortunately what a body looks like when it's over 90% really burnt off. But anyway, I don't want to give your audience... you know, gruesome details. I just wanted to say that at 14 years old, it was very difficult for me to confront that. I couldn't get rid of those images. It was very difficult for me. Mm, so I went down a very self-medicated route. So I, I really went down the road of heavy recreational drug use, alcohol consumption for amen- like from 14 to 17 um, in that period, eight more friends passed away because you when you go into the drug world that 's mm-hmm. even a more of a liability, mm-hmm. so four died in a car crash together because there was alcohol and drugs involved, one was an overdose, one was a suicide, and one fell off of the balcony, being loaded, laughing fell wow. back you know so so that was a lot to confront and and, and where, those,
0: where were you at this time? I
1: was in New Orleans, Louisiana, New Orleans, okay. which is a very party induced city to begin with Mm -hmm. so I had to leave at 17 to try to go get out of that environment I I couldn't see the house the empty shelled out house being reminded of it every time I went in and out of my house it was just a constant reminder and now I'm sucked into this world um and so I moved to California to do the only thing that I thought I knew how to do, which was, oh, I'll become an actress and a model. Because when I did school, the school system said I had a severe comprehension problem. I was in the lower reading group. They didn't teach you how to read in school. They didn't teach you, oh, don't go by a word you don't understand. Or, you know, why are you studying? What is the subject? What, what, what does it even mean? Like, I didn't know any of this. So there was just lots of non-comprehension. No wonder. But Anyway, I go out to California at 17. I knew no one. But, you know, basically, essentially, the streets of the French Quarter, you, you know, at 17, I can that or go to L.A. My parents were so worried. Oh, you're going to go and get um, peer pressure. And I'm like, uh, why don't you have a sit down and I'll tell you everything that's going on. And I'm actually going here to okay, well, make my life a little yeah. bit better. So I went down the acting and the... And that, that, that world, but I was raised to be a strong, independent, powerful woman, never depend on anyone, especially a man. Mm-hmm. Like that was in the core of my DNA. Like if I did that, if I depended on a man for anything, I was like a hardcore sellout in this imaginary women's movement, um, that I carried along with me.
0: Mm. Where did that message come from? Cause that's interesting. Well, Cause mm-hmm. normally when a woman adopts that mindset in my personal observation, um, it's when they haven't had, uh, when their parents haven't had a great relationship, and perhaps the mom couldn't rely on the dad or whatever. It's and interesting because, so, and then they adopt that because they don't want to, they don't want to kind of go through the same thing, so they put up those barriers. So,
1: I'll, so, okay. so I think a lot of it does also come from the society. Okay. I think I think women have this group agreement, like we don't depend on men, like we do everything on our own, and I definitely don't need a man, like, mm-hmm. but. You do mention that, and I will not invalidate you on that concept, because my father was in Spain, and he fought in World War II, and he always kind of had a problem assimilating back into, like, um, civilian world. He had trouble holding jobs. He was a big sports... Shooter, that was like his big thing. So he won all these competitions, had some sort of a fame or whatnot. meets meets my mom, gets married to her. They get pregnant with my sister, who's older, and and then me. And then he wants, then she wants him, meaning my mother, to move back to the United States. So he kind of gives up his shooting career. You know, he was in all these competitions, his his fame or whatever, to be back in the US. And so he feels like he gave up his career Mm -hmm. in order to do the family, which of course he loves his family, but he gave something up. Now, my mother who came back to the US to rear these two children, my sister and myself, she was the sole breadwinner. And so she was always struggling to provide for the whole entire family. And there was always this Shame or whatever. Like we'd always kind of lie for my father saying, Oh, he works for the sportsman's club or he's a this realtor. Or, now he's doing this or that. But never did he ever win at any of that and bring in income. So my father, when, when I was like, I'm going to go be an actress in Hollywood and make this thing work, w- which was really to get me out of New Orleans. But that was the only hope of anything I had. He was like, don't let a man tell you to quit on your dreams you go for your thing or your th- so that 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 indoctrination came a lot from that then you had my mom saying never depend on a man for your own finances because you know look at her situation now they did get along and they had a good relationship but there was always that financial strain there mm-hmm. um so i think that came a lot to it so i never felt like i could sell out by you know doing either of those mm, and then and then you know then when i'm then i married finally tap out, you know, (laughs) submit or whatever to Grant when I was 30 years old, (laughs) you know, because I I, I never had girlfriends. I I was always a tomboy. And I liked hanging out with dudes. I, I could just relate to them always. I, I rebuilt Hot Rods in Los Angeles myself. Like, I, I can work on car all 60s cars. Like, I was a fanatic. I was also a gun shooter, so I'm on guy squad shooting. So I had Hot Rods. I was ranked 10th in California for shooting. Like, you know, so I was always in these guy worlds. I, I hated the idea of, like, talking about your problems or the, the girl. Like, what I thought girl things were about, I detested But anyway, now I find myself at 30, married to Grant. Now I find myself at 36, about to have my first child still operating with Grant in a marriage for the first four years as we're in a marriage, but I'm still operating as this independent, powerful woman. I can't Mm. depend on my husband. So the whole entire marriage dynamic was around, don't you tell me what to do and you're not the boss of me and I'm going to prove my this and I'm not making you a meal and, you know, because I'm not some subservient woman. And so there was all of that going Mm. on and bicker, 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 fight, fight, fight for this power position. And I'm not going to let any woman of any mankind down by letting my husband have the one up on me, you know, and then the crash of 2008 occurred. And now I'm pregnant with our child. We're on the verge of losing everything financially. My acting career as I knew it was over. Mm -hmm. Um, so what am I going to do? You know? And I had to look at, well, I have a choice which is we lose everything or I get behind my man, create this idea of this vision of this future, not care about this whole women's movement that's in my head and really decide to go all in on us, go all in on him. I'm going to do all the behind the scenes operations. I'm going to be the boss of this, these departments. You're the boss of these departments. It eliminates us fighting each other. We're going for this big goal, this empire. Grant, it looks like this. Da-da-da-da. By the way, Grant, you have to be a billionaire. He's like, what? When's enough enough? Da-da-da. Well, you you told me you want to help everyone have financial freedom and financial legacy. Don't you think it would make sense that we hit it first? Well, the only way we're going to get that and get enough attention for people to listen to you is if you become a billionaire and you have to do your products and services with enough people to make that happen. So, you know, and by the way, if that's the target, guess who's not the target? Me. So you're not fighting me anymore. I'm helping you. We're fortifying because that's the target. I'm not your enemy. You're not my enemy. We got to come together and fortify. So we figured out who does what for, Greater purpose and everything that I visualized in 2008 is the life that we're living right now. And that's when I was like, you know, the, now who I am is more independent and more powerful. As a woman mm-hmm. through my experiences as, and what I learned from a man, mm-hmm. because I'm more able to think for myself. I have more, I, I, you know, like I have my own thoughts. I'm able to look at the whole thing, get my own informed consent or education. And then I decide what does, what is, what is my integrity on this? Not what I think I'm supposed to do for some imaginary women's group that exists in my head. You know, I, I made a lot of mistakes by this imaginary, where I'm thinking I'm this independent, powerful woman, mm-hmm. including sexual liberation, like a couple of little one night stands here and there, you know what I'm saying? Pre-Grant, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like, oh, that's what an independent, powerful woman does. Mm-hmm. And I don't need you. And like, goodbye, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, do, you know, but- do
0: you know what's so interesting? You've, man, you've touched on so many interesting things and so many things that I've been thinking about and even publicly conversing about over the last few months, if not if not years. And ju- this is just the subject of, of gender dynamics and the changing roles and relationships between men and women and how society and culture and even economic and technological forces are often pushing people, pushing both sexes down roads that oftentimes they, in their heart of hearts and as wired in their biology, don't want to go down in situations they don't want to be in, but they feel like they're forced and pressured to conform into that. And the if you look all through human history, obviously, I mean, we're a sexually dimorphic species, but I often, men and women are supposed to we're supposed to work together. We're supposed to be collaborative. We're supposed to be cooperative, right? right? We're not the same. I know that statement angers some people these days, but men and women are fundamentally different. We have advantages, disadvantages. Yes, of course, everyone's an individual, but generally speaking, the um, disadvantages that men have are compensated for by the strengths women have, the strengths, uh, the weaknesses women have men compensate for. So Lo and behold, when both are present, as is the case, because the population is 50-50. Strength numbers,
1: strength in numbers, you're yeah. stronger together than you are Absolutely. Uh, as, as a one unity. Absolutely. Unit. Anyway, yeah. And on. I think there's
0: so much stuff in culture over the, over the decades, honestly, which has been pushing a more competitive Millions. attitude. Millions. And as you've said yourself, that can even go into intimate relationships and marriages where you have situations where instead of it being a collaborative approach of like, Hey, let's, like, lim- small, lim- it's
1: small minded and small yeah. think. The game is oh, let's fight each other because that's our big game in yeah. life. Instead of, no, what do we really want and how do we have each other's back? Because when you really have a big enough purpose mm-hmm. together, you're going to be having to fight a lot of people who who don't want to see couples win, yes. who don't want others to have financial successes. You're going to have, the enemies are going to come from all, you're, you're going to have enough to do. If you're fighting your partner, you're playing too small. Like your game is, that's your game. Like yeah. if, if there's nobody else to fight. You, like, okay, have fun at that. Like if, if that's the <laughs> game you want, that's the game you want. But it's so, for me, I did that and, and I have now the life that I have and, and want to have, you know, continue to have. And this one is just so much more rewarding and fulfilling to me. And yeah. and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to bring, I, I really want to be, and I am indoctrinating myself with a lot of knowledge and investing time, energy, resources and studying everything that I need to study to become the person I want to be in the future, which is the face of the new women empowerment movement, which mm. includes how to men and women actually come back. We We separated and here's why. Mm. And I get that. And we corrected a lot of that. But now we got to learn from those mistakes and figure out now how to come back together and work together and reboot. And collaborate, and hit heightened levels of success together because we are meant to work together. We are yeah. not meant to be separated. And and I think there is an agenda, but that's a whole conspiracy theory. <laughs> but I really do think that there is a, an avid agenda yes. to keep people only by themselves and not sh- partnered up with power or strength.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. I mean, I've heard it described that you know a lot of a lot of women over the decades ended up becoming the men they wanted to marry. Right. So there's, been, there's this strange thing that's happened where there's been a simultaneously a demonization of masculinity, at least traditional masculinity million, but a celebration of those qualities if they're in women. And I actually think that it's For all the talk of empowerment, I personally think it's actually disempowered women a lot because it's essentially sent the message that for a woman to be strong and powerful and whatever, she basically has to be more like a man, right? She has to compete with men and do all the things that men do and compete directly in that regard. Instead of going, okay, look, there's a lot of overlap between what men and women are capable of and what they can do. And in a free society, you can pursue your interests and ideas, which, by the way, are not going to have equal outcomes because men and women are different and have different interests. Um, but I think it's a massive shame that instead of going, hey, look, you're different and that's, that's the superpower. The superpowers that women have are the things that men lack or completely don't have or cannot do. Right. Um, but instead, it's been like, oh, no, all that stuff is terrible. And it and it's a curse and it's bad. And you need to just be more like that, you know, masculine, dominant, assertive man who competes, competes, competes and competes and never switches that off. And um, in some ways, it's like we've simultaneously progressed and regressed, not just on this issue. I agree. But many I things agree. There was some,
1: some very good things that needed to happen. And We've progressed and we have more to do along the line. But I think you're right when you said we have really gone in the direction of, well, what does it look like for a woman to be powerful? And I think, yes, I mean, sure, we like our own products. We, we want to feel good. You know, we want to work. We have our goals. We have our dreams. And that makes us f- f- satisfied and no problem with that. Um, but I think we've gone so far into the direction of the, the the strength and the thing and you know, more masculinity or whatever that we've ignored because the fact that this doesn't this doesn't make a woman, mm. but clearly we are the only ones that have the ability to have babies on this planet. It's a big deal. But there's so, it's, it's a very, it's big, very big deal. deal. <laughs> I mean, without women, there's no the procreation stops. of this yeah. civilization. Yeah. So to me, it's the most important job there is in the world. Not, not that you have to have it to be validated mm-hmm. as a woman. So I got to say that or people put words in my mouth, sure. right? But a lot of women, including myself, from the indoctrination of who knows where it comes from, society, the strong woman, our Mm. ideas of what that takes, totally diminished that role. Because when I went into the mother role, what grant what do you do at a party oh i run the this and i'm the ceo of this and this elena what do you do when i wasn't acting at the time i felt like i had nothing i'm like oh i'm just a mom like just a just a? Mm-hmm. like just a mom like I, i'm responsible for the procreation of civilization i'm keeping these children alive <laughs> like uh like like w- w- why am i saying just that in yeah. front of a yeah. mom like why am i embarrassed or like somehow my value as a woman is like Degraded because mm. I'm just a mom. Like, it's like how does how, where where is where where like what? Wh- that's psychotic to me. Like, why isn't it at the party? Oh, Grant, I'm the CEO. I'm the billionaire, millionaire. millionaire. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Elena. Uh, oh, that's great, Grant. That's great, Elena. What do you do? Oh, I'm a mother of two children. You know, I uh, producing. And yes, human beings, yeah. So. Oh, who are going to be productive, <laughs> contributing members of this society? And wouldn't it be cool if the reaction was like, wow?
0: Mm. You're a mom. It's so interesting because I think in much of the world that still is the reaction. I think that really, yeah, I think that in our countries, you know, in modern Western countries, that role has been so diminished.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: personally, again, I, I think I think that's a massive shame because it is the most important thing. And even even women who have very successful careers who are also mothers, if they're being real in their heart, like which one are they most proud of which one is the thing you know when they're old and they're on their deathbed and they're thinking back on their lives which is the thing that's going to give them that that meaning and hey like this is something this is my life this is my real real legacy it's, right it's children it's grandchildren it's all of that and uh, again i i think it's a discredit to women that that has been you know you you brought up the film earlier uh talking about your your previous mindset and you used the term selling out yes and the idea that
1: that I'm a Do, sellout because yeah, I want a that's family. So crazy. <laughs> I did. I never wanted to be yeah, married or have crazy. kids because I felt like mm. I was going to be a sellout to powerful, independent yeah. women. And it's like it's so. So that's why I'm on a mission now to yeah. to 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 be the face of the new women empowerment movement. Where. I can, you know, I can encourage and embolden other women to to own their role as mothers or Mm -hmm. as women or working women or whatever the dynamic is. And I can be like the inspiration and the stable point for marriages to Mm -hmm. say, you know, they're not always easy. You're going to have to work some things out. What isn't easy? Like, tell me one, you want an, you want an Olympic gold medal? You gotta work for it. Yep. Like, the marriage is supposed to be different. It's supposed to be like honeymoon the whole time. It can be if you all work together and mm-hmm. stuff, but you know, it takes work. Yeah. But I want to be that stable point that says, you know what, men and women can actually come together and be more powerful and stronger together than then then I can um, grants helped me yes. like grants helped me hit my heightened and levels yeah. and i i t- i only take credit for his heightened and levels yeah. cuz he's going to do whatever he could have done on his own he's a genius he's he's successful he's always going to be that uh-huh. but where did he go? Because I came into the picture and helped him with that. And, and, I, and, and he couldn't have done that without me. And, I don't and, believe and, he could. and again,
0: what? no, of
1: course. And of course, I, I couldn't have he, without he, him. Of
0: course, of course not. Uh, even, even, I tried. Even beyond the business and the money and everything. Right. Right. Grant is an incredibly successful entrepreneur and businessman, but even 30 years from now, right? Imagine if you're that guy, but you you have no wife, you have no children, you have no grandchildren, you for? have no... So cool, you're sitting on a billion.
1: Where's your family?
0: But there's no, you know, right. how, how much money does one man need? What are, you gonna, what are you, gonna, what are you gonna do with it all? And that's the you know? thing
1: with the with the with this, this empire academy that I'm putting through. It's 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 the four pillars. Mm. It's the four pillars that you have to have to build the foundation to building the empire. And the concept is you can't be 10x in one pillar and have the other ones failing. And those are empire mindset, mm-hmm. so your mindset, dynamic relationships because it's it goes beyond just the husband and wife relationship. It's the relationship with the kids, yep. the teachers, the the customers, the clients, your you know what I'm saying? It's relationships, dynamic relationships, uh master your money cuz I want financial freedom. Mm -hmm. You know, I walked away from a $1.5 million contract because they wanted me in my contract. They said, uh, you can't do anything political. And I said, fine. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't talk political. I stay in my lane. I I have a purpose. My purpose is empower women, protect children, and restore the family unit on this planet. That's who I am. I'm not political. Mm -hmm. I, but if you defy those, one of those three things, I have a problem. Okay. I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm like 20 minutes before I'm supposed to speak on stage. They tell me you have to take down a post that you did a month ago. Or you can't go on the stage. Oh. And the post was in retaliation to something that I saw. So I said, I don't care. You can do whatever. Again, they're going to try to take my my one conversation and spin it off into other conversations. Mm-hmm. But if you just stick to what I said in the facts, a man, I don't care what mutally, mutations you do to your body, amputations, cutting your penis off, mm-hmm. I don't care. You can't have a baby. Mm-hmm. You can't have a baby. I gave birth to two babies without drugs at my house. Mm-hmm. I I did that. A woman did that. 8,000, uh, excuse me, 8 billion people are on the planet right now. Not one was birthed from a man. Yes. All of them. So that's what my post, that they were so offended because oh, wow. I am upsetting this one particular community. I'm like, look, I never said they don't deserve <laughs> rights. No. Nope. You deserve to be bullied. I will do business with you. I will help you. Mm -hmm. I I support you. You have every right. I didn't say- What's incredible is And I walked away from it, but that's financial freedom. Yes. And then the last one is the design your life. And you can't be 10X in health and wellness and your lifestyle and having your money fail. So when you get your money right, which is why I'm so passionate about Mm -hmm. helping women and men and families get their money right is because then you have financial freedom.
0: I want to give you more credit than you're giving yourself.
1: Oh, I'll take that.
0: Our podcast today is sponsored by The Wellness Company. Did you know that nearly 90% of pharmaceuticals in the U.S. are produced overseas? That's an alarming statistic. If you don't have an emergency kit on hand, it's time to get prepared. The Wellness Company's medical emergency kit contains eight potentially life-saving medications that every single American should keep in stock. It comes with a 22-page instruction guide on safe medical use for everything from snake bites to COVID to bioterror events. Another stellar product from The Wellness Company is Spike Support. Whether you got vaxxed or not, the virus is still among us in some capacity, as well as the related spike protein. Spike protein can cause brain fog, tissue damage, blood clots, and more. Spike Support is a detoxification powerhouse that aims to strengthen the body's natural immunity and flush out spike protein, so you can get back to that pre-COVID feeling. Get both of these products by going to twc.health forward slash and get 15% off with the discount code Zubi. That's twc.health forward slash And use discount code ZUBI to get 15% off. Disclosure, the medical emergency kit is only available to U.S. residents. Because that's not just financial freedom, that's courage and integrity. Thank you. There are a lot of people in this world with financial freedom, and they would not have held their ground in that regard on something so important and fundamental and based in reality. Um, I actually almost tweeted this morning that I think the concept of... uh, You hear people talk about F.U. money? Yes. And I don't think it's real. I think there is F.U. character. Mm. I think that there are so many people with tens, hundreds of millions, billions, billions, but they're still cowards. They Mm. still won't Mm. stand on Mm. their principles. They Mm. won't speak up the truth. Mm -hmm. And there are plenty of people who are not financially well off, but they will still take the stand. They will still not sacrifice their principles. You could wave money at them and they're like, no, I'm not sacrificing my integrity for that. So I want to give you more credit because I don't think that's just hey, I've got money in the bank so I can do that and right. walk away from that. I think it's, no, actually, I'm not going to compromise.
1: That's what I told my her. Principles. I, I, did, I didn't the say exact anything wrong. Same thing yeah. to the executive yeah. when she, she, he, <laughs> I don't want to give it away. Okay. When that executive told me that I said, I cannot compromise. I said exactly those words. I will not compromise my integrity. Yeah. I did not say anything offensive. If people want to, be offended. Mm-hmm. They're offended about something mm-hmm. else. I did not say anything that wasn't true. Yeah. I will not compromise my integrity. And I said, I'm a feminist. I fight for women and women's rights. And she was like, well, it's political. I was like, it, I don't even know how that's, that's political. That is so psychotic. You is, don't know who I vote for. Mm-hmm. That, that, like, because I fight for women's rights, you're going to now label me like a political you don't even know what I am, like how it was so psych the whole thing was psychotic. she's arguing with me that men can have babies yeah. and I'm like, okay, you need to understand what psychosis is. A psychosis is a severe mental condition where the thoughts and emotions are so disconnected from actual reality. That's the definition of psychosis. This conversation we're having is psychosis because we're not dealing in reality and you're forcing me to assume a reality. And I said, I'm a feminist. I fight for women's rights. Mm. Because if I was a single mom and I could not walk away from this pay track, I wouldn't want to be put in a situation where I'm either compromising my integrity or I'm not taking care of my children. I'm not in that position, but there are women that are. And I will not, you know, because she was like, you're kind of trying to tear it up. (laughs) Bear <laughs> it up, because I, I I'm I'm now obligated for mm-hmm. all the women that might not have the courage or financial situation or the integrity to be able to trust that if they walked away from that, they could go recreate it someplace else.
0: Yeah, no, honestly, ma- massive massive respect, and it it says so much about the times that we live in because a decade ago, number one, that would not have been seen as being a remotely political statement. Let alone a controversial. let alone controversial. Like regardless of where people sit politically All or right. their thoughts or I was whatever. Like, no, how no she, no what, one what? would people would have just been confused as to why are you even saying that? That's so obvious. That would have been the right that would have been the response. Right. So it's it's interesting how much things have shifted over the course of a decade right. where something like that is even deemed to be political. Like it's really not
1: I had no idea biological. She's telling me that was political now. Yeah. I was like, Oh God, we're we're in trouble.
0: There's a term you've used a couple times. You talked about um, empowering women. Mm-hmm. What does that What does that mean to you? Because I think that's one of those phrases that's quite uh, it's quite semantic. Yeah, semantically overloaded, and that yeah. it can mean very well, different things to yeah, different people. Okay, yeah. so
1: so for me, because it has the word power in it, mm-hmm. empowering. The definition of the word power. Th- there's a few, but the the one that I'm going to focus on that's applicable to my. Um, usage of the word power is the capacity or the ability to influence the behavior of others. Mm. That's power. So for me, if a woman has the capacity or the ability to influence herself, that's power. If, if she can empower her, partner her children her community like it's women who can change the world we have a tremendous amount of influence in the in the families and the structure it's the woman that's like we're going to do this we're going to do that where the finances go that we have a lot of say Mm -hmm. we influence a lot of people we don't always give ourselves credit for it we devalue ourselves a lot but we have a lot of power and we have the ear and People listen to us is when we really own that power, but we're not owning that power. We're 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 doing other things. We're invalidating ourselves or beating ourselves up. We're we're not we're not really standing up and and being empowered and really saying, you know what? I'm gonna figure out how to become the best version of myself so that I can go home and and help and partner with my partner to become the best version of us as a couple. Mm-hmm. And then how can I be the best parent for the children so that they grow up to be contributing happy members to society? And then what can I do? So I feel like it's the women that are going to come together who are empowered to then do that, to make change on the planet. Like I'm going big mm. and that's where I come up with, if if there's a woman empowered and she really owns it, she has the ability to influence a large sphere of other people. And I think that is more contagious than COVID.
0: <laughs> we won't get into that one. You know what oh.
1: i <laughs> Like goodness. Yeah. And you know, when people are winning, they're not hating.
0: Mm.
1: More people need to win. I love that. And more women need to help, cure, care, guide, direct. Like when you're sick, who do you want? You want your mom. Yes. When you're on your deathbed, they ask for God and the mom. Did you know that? Like a deity. Oh, exactly. Yeah, that's like a. Um, they interviewed all these. People or stats of their deathbed and and the the two most requests. I hope they, I hope they didn't
0: interview them on their deathbed. On their that deathbed, yeah, calm. on
1: their deathbed. Can you tell me? <laughs> yeah, they 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 say they that if you're on your deathbed, ninety nine percent are going to be like praying to God and where's my mom? Okay. So anyway, that's where I feel like the planet is right now. I feel like the planet is very sick. And as a generality, I know not all women might feel maternal, but. A lot of us do. Mm-hmm. I know I do. I'm yes. only going to speak for myself. So I feel like the planet is sick right now. And I feel like it's going to be the women who come together to frickin' heal this planet and change the trajectory. And let's start going back up into the upward spiral. And I think mm-hmm. women are going to be at the grass movement for that change.
0: Do you know what I, I really like about your approach and a lot of what you're saying is, and I, I've made this point before, which is that a lot of people, this goes beyond the the, the, the gender um, conversation. But a lot of people don't seem to realize that you can uplift a group without denigrating another one.
1: million. We don't need to hate men. We need to get along and with so
0: them. And so much of women's empowerment has been pushing, pushing Uh -uh. this, lifting this one and pushing this one down. And you see the same in, whether it's racial conversations or it's cultural conversations or whatever. And I'm like, why can't you uplift people without
1: denigrating and demonizing others? It's all designed to keep us separated, you know, because at the end of the day, I I don't know what religion you are. It's your thing. I'm not pushing a religion, Mm -hmm. but most people believe that you're a spiritual being, Mm -hmm. So if you're a spiritual being, like a lot of people either believe in reincarnation or heaven and hell. That's a fair statement in the Western society, right? So a lot of people get confused thinking that they're a body because this is what you identify. That's another popular word. I identify as this body. But a lot of people don't realize that they're not a body. They get so confused. I'm black. I'm white. I'm female. I'm male. I'm a body, 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 body. Well, who's in the body? Who's Mm -hmm. operating the body? The spirit. When the spirit leaves the body, the body drops and becomes a piece of matter, just like this chair. It's There's no life in it. Like, I'm lifing this body. But I'm a spiritual being. I don't have color. I don't even have a body because when I go up to heaven, if that's what I do, mm-hmm. let's take that example. Like people die all the time. Have you ever seen a body go up, like rise and go up to the sky? Because the body's not the person. It's yeah. the, the the being, the spirit. The spirits are going up mm-hmm. and you don't see spirits because we don't see those with these physical universe eyes. So that's who we are, but we're, we're so confused as to like identifying with these different things that are made to keep us separate. But really, I believe we're all spiritual beings. Like my spiritual being is not male or female. I'm a spiritual being. I'm just energy. I'm just source. I'm just, you know, my integrity, all those things get to come with me. My things, my Mm -hmm. plane, my this, my this don't get to come with me, but Mm -hmm. me comes with me. That's why I invest so much in me, in my spiritual being and my makeup, my content of my heart, my character. Um, and, and I want to like help people have those type of realizations. And when we do, we can come together as mankind and figure out how to become better as mankind instead yeah. of Ukraine, Russia, this that like why why is man Left, right, killing red, man blue, why are we doing that black, why is white, our species up, like yeah. killing ourselves
0: Like, and it's always been that way that's the that's the crazy thing mm-hmm. that's the crazy thing is you know really the i often say the only real differences between us and our, our ancestors is that number one we have access to history and more information and two we have more and better technology that's it psychologically biologically were the same. It's why you can read a book that was written 2,000 years ago and the stories and relatable. the way people are behaving is completely relatable. Totally. The, the, the Bible. Yeah, there, there's there's nothing there's nothing new under the sun, right? right. It's, it's kind of repeated and rephrased in yeah. different ways, but we have the same strengths, weaknesses, proclivities, you know, mental flaws, groupthink. Yes. Uh, susceptibility to influence or propaganda or advertising or this or this. And even when you know some of these things and are aware of them right we're we're entrepreneurs you know you know how to sell you know how to frame you know how to influence things um and even when you're aware of the tactics they still work on you totally i find that something really interesting like oh, you yeah. you can know sort of pricing psychology and sales psychology and whatever you can do it yourself and those techniques still work on you and oh um, totally it, because yeah. it's truth yeah you know it is so with the future of uh 10x and everything that you're doing where do you where where would you like it all to go where would you like it to be let's say oh i
1: want to do a movement I, okay. I that this is my thing my new thing is i really want to be this new women empowerment movement i want to do arenas of women Amazing. i want to talk about all these subject matters that we're dealing with let's have a conversation let's let's hear i came up with this phrase just recently and i freaking love it Let's hear the whole side before we decide. Like, that's, that's what I'm about right now. I want to hear it all. Like, I can handle the truth, Mm -hmm. as Vivek said, you know, (laughs) I can handle the truth. I just need the truth so I can make my own informed decisions. I need, I want the right to those decisions. I want to figure, I want to just create a mass movement of women really taking ownership and responsibility of how can we change the trajectory of the porn industry, of child sex trafficking. It starts with awareness. It starts with, okay, you don't think you have any... I'm going off subject here, but okay. you don't think you you have. Of course, you're not a child sex trafficker. No one's saying you are. But can we get women aware enough to even start looking at? Well, where what is the gateway? What is mm-hmm. the door? Like, can, you know, like even just saying what I'm about to say is just probably going to open up a whole door <laughs> of attacks. Do it. But it's just my level of responsibility. Maybe it's not the next woman next to me's level of responsibility. But I think you know, back in the day, if you wanted to do the whole porn scene you'd wear the hoodie and you'd go into the movie and you were like you know it was all a sneak thing yeah, yeah. or you'd have to buy the all the the trash magazines behind the little thing and you'd have there, to be a certain, shame th- there was shame there was you had to be a certain age now I open up any social media and it's ass tits tits ass ass tits it took all the fun out of ass gazing <laughs> you know what I'm saying and so so it's so much of that there's so much Like, you become desensitized Mm. to it, right? So the whole porn thing is, is like, now I got to go to the next thing to get Mm. the next high. And it's Mm. its an actual addiction. Like, porn is an addiction. And then it creates all this, like, erectile dysfunctions Mm -hmm. now you're having degraded thoughts about women Mm -hmm. because you're watching the content and now you need the next thing the next thing the next thing the next thing until you're finally we're at the point now where pedophilia is like the new thing you know pedophilia just got de declassified or degraded from the american medical association from a um um what's it called a d um
0: Disorder, yes, right?
1: thank okay. you. From a disorder to a preference, because oh, wow. they're trying to set the whole thing up for, you know, California just passed this thing where they said um, uh, for a child who has anal sex, regular sex, oral sex, if they're willing, th- th- willing, a child willing, like uh, willing there's there's no, um, you know, penal ramifications yeah. for that. So that's the direction of that. But wow. if I can get women, and then I'll steer us back on course. Yeah. But if I can get women to say, okay, how do hardcore drugs normally start? from an innocent drug like marijuana no one hates on marijuana it's legal everywhere that was the gateway drug for me i started with marijuana and went down other things i didn't go start with ecstasy first Mm -hmm. i did marijuana first so the gateway to the industry if you're going to be aware enough as a woman, maybe you want to take this responsibility. No, I didn't. I'm not selling kids, but hey, can I take responsibility and refuse to post ass tits pictures on social media where a guy can have 37 asses in one minute? Like, am I going to say no to that? And if we start cleaning ourselves up and cleaning that up and start like cleaning it up and like start restoring our like as women value mm. to society. And like, what, what what happens if a guy now actually has to work to see boobies, you yeah. know? Like maybe chivalry comes back. Do you know wow. what I'm saying? So I, that's you asked me where I wanted to go. That's it. where I wanted to go. I want revolution. I want change. I want women to actually, you know, be independent and powerful and not have sexual liberalizations or uh, makeup words but (laughs) having sex with guys just because they think they have the right to and Mm, we're sexually mm. free and you know but then feel degraded you know and then feel like they need approval from bodies and that's hence we get the ass tits ass tits all day long they're they're nice ass and they're nice tits but I've seen enough man do you know what I'm saying
0: I more than know what you're saying I more than know what you're saying. And I love that you're addressing that message to women because there's a similar message for men, which is a, you know, covers a lot of the same ground, but I think I'd I'd frame it a little differently for men. But the truth is, and this is where I think women as a collective group do not fully understand their power and their influence. And this is that they really set the standards for men. Women set the standards for men because men are always going to adapt to... What works and what women are responding to, right? So if that shift happens there, then the male behavior will change,
1: mm-hmm. right? There
0: People are like, "Why is chivalry dead?" I'm like, "Well, chivalry is dead because it doesn't really pay off."
1: Well, it doesn't. Right? I mean, we <laughs> went through what, again yeah. a women's movement that was like, "I can open my own yeah. door," and we, you know, I take responsibility. That movement mm. killed a lot of that.
0: Yeah. You know, after the, after the fifth or sixth time, you know, a, a woman says, hey, I can open, you know, a guy's going to stop.
1: I know. <laughs> N- not I'm every like, man uh, will, but a lot of men will, will stop opening you those know, doors like, and being like, you door. know what,
0: it's not, a <laughs> you know? the juice isn't, juice isn't worth the squeeze. But um, Elena, I love what you're doing. I would love to talk to you for a lot longer, but I know you've got something coming up, so I want to be respectful of that. Where can people find and follow you online?
1: Oh, everything is at elenacardone.com, E-L-E-N-A. C-A-R-D-O-N-E, like Karin Dunn, elenacardone.com. And I'm on. I'm everywhere as that. And social media, I have my website, I do my 10X Ladies, I do my Empire Academy. I'm really trying to build an army of women who share the same vision, who are ready to be emboldened, empowered, and, and stand up and talk and speak their truth to encourage other people to, to speak their truth as well and change the judge. Trajectory. I'm ready to take the planet back.
0: I love it. Elena, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks. Thanks for it. having me. I am the man sick with the slang, sick and i destined for fame.